415 Stories is brought to you by Mobile Action. Make your app business a success with world-class data. Sign up on mobileaction.co and apply the promo code 415 to get 15% off for any plan. Hello everyone, welcome to this amazing episode of 415 Stories. I'm your host, Taham. Today I'm with Josh Brother, the founder and CEO of Do Not Pay. Hey Josh, welcome to Pat. Thank you for having me. I'm lucky to have bumped into you. Thank you for joining me today and let's tell us our audience how we met. Last week you were in Soma, right? Yeah. I was walking down to the call train and you know the feeling of when you see someone but you'd never met but you somehow recognize them? Yeah, I've seen you like coming through sidewalk and said, yeah, like I know this guy from Twitter. And I said, hey, Josh, how are we doing? Like we had a little chat and then I asked you like, uh, would you like to come to the pod? And you said, yeah, absolutely. And here we are. What you're doing is pretty interesting. And I see that you're releasing new features to the app like really frequently. And I think you just released a new feature just this morning, right? That's right. You can now stop companies from selling your data and delete the data that's on you online. Wow. So. We're going to come to that part, but yeah. first things first, who's Josh and what's your story? So I'm the founder of a company called Do Not Pay, and we like to think of ourselves as the world's first robot lawyer. So we help people fight back against corporations and governments when um, the system tries to rip you off. And it got started four years ago when I got a bunch of parking tickets and I was writing the same appeal letter over and over again. And I realized um, if you know the right things to say um, and you copy and paste the right documents, you can get out of a lot in life. Unfortunately, you have to pay a lawyer huge amounts of money to do that. And so as a software engineer, it seemed like this is the perfect job for technology. Why isn't there the app that fights for your rights? Mm -hmm. And that's how Do Not Pay was born. Great, so um, what's your background though? So I, I'm originally from the UK mm -hmm. and um, I came here four years ago to study at Stanford uh, Computer Science. Wow. And the UK is a very interesting country. Uh, there are a lot more consumer rights in the UK than there are, are in the US. In the US, people are really being ripped off and companies justify it by saying things like, oh, that's industry standard that it's so hard to cancel your gym membership. But coming from a different background and a different country, I knew that there was a better way. And um, in, this, in the UK, people are much more forceful about claiming their rights, which is why I started mm -hmm. Do Not Pay. Great. So let's more dive into Do Not yeah. Pay. So how many people do you said in your company right now? So we're a small team of under 10 people. Under 10 people, yeah. yeah. So you're still scaling on products and features, yeah. uh, not based on people in the company. So let's talk about the upcoming features. Like, yeah. I think there are like more than 12 features or something on the app. So there are 12 main features, but um, it covers 100 different products wow. that you can use, um, fighting for financial, legal, privacy rights. Wow, great. Yeah. I think it's been like a year and a half yeah. when you started the Do Not Pay. So what's your plans for the, let's say, upcoming one and a half year or three years? What's the short-term plan? So the short-term plan is just to build more useful tools. Um, our next big product is around travel. Mm -hmm. um, saving you maybe five hundred years, uh, sorry, five hundred dollars a year when you travel, and making it much easier. Because right now these big airlines and hotels, if you're not a loyal customer, they treat you like a second-class citizen. Sometimes even dragging you off the plane, overbooking you, all this terrible stuff. So we're going to help people be treated like first-class citizens mm -hmm. and get all the rights they mm -hmm. deserve. Great. So, yeah. what's the biggest goal? So at the moment, Do Not Pay is a useful single player tool. You um, go to the app, 
it solves your issue hopefully and gets mm -hmm. you money back but in the next few years i think do not pay can really be a collective tool so um there's power in numbers and we can go to these evil corporations and say we have three million of your customers if you don't start treating them better and giving them discounts we'll switch them all to your competitor overnight and um, flood you with legal requests so my vision for do not pay is to create a consumer union that helps that does that Great. So let's talk about the business side. Yeah. So just because I think you're charging three bucks a That's month. That's right. And you get access to everything. Everything. Like there's no upfront fee or no. additional fees. That's no. all. Great. So what's your plans or tactics through the uh, business scaling? Just because like if you think that you're charging three dollars a month. Yeah. Uh, like what's your performance indicators? Like let's say you're going to try to build more products into the app or try to acquire more customers or what's the game plan there? So I think everyone in America needs to not pay. We have homeless people using our product. We have millionaires and even a few billionaires using our wow. product. And Can so you name them? No. no. So it's a universal need. And so um, there are hundreds of millions of people in America. A hundred, hundreds of millions times $3 a month is still actually a lot of money. Mm -hmm. But um, obviously we're going to have new features. Maybe they'll be different pricing tiers mm -hmm. but our number one goal is to never sell data and never really do ads and we commit to that in our terms mm -hmm. of service in terms of business needs um, we don't spend any money on marketing so it's all organic people telling their friends hey i saved a hundred dollars from this airline refund wow. you should try it as well and so the best products market themselves and if you don't have to spend money on billboards and ads you can actually make it very accessible for mm -hmm. people i want to ask you about like this is the most Chris, question for me. You also raised a great round, and I'd like to ask you about this when we get back to this quick break. Hi friends, I'd like to tell you about something. You probably know how hard an app business can be. Publishers don't know what apps to build, how to monetize them, or even what to price them at. Advertisers and brands don't know where their target users are, how to reach them, or even how much they need to spend in order to do so. And investors are not sure which apps or genres are growing the quickest and where users are really spending their time and money. At this point, my friends in mobile action have a solution for you. You don't have to guess make your decisions based on data mobile action helps you to make your app a success story companies like disney tencent shipped and let's go use mobile action to better grow their apps with world-class data sign up to mobileaction.co and apply the promo code 415 join over 200,000 people using mobile action today and let's get back to this amazing episode Welcome back, everybody. We are talking with Josh Browder, and I'm going to ask him about their last funding round. So you raised six, four point six million dollars in total uh, from, from latest round, right? That's right. Oh, in total. In total, yeah. okay. And like you raised from Felicis Founders Fund, Index Ventures, like additional first round with Andreessen Horowitz and yeah. Greylock. So these are the top tier venture capital firms here in San Francisco. So how things came up, and how did you manage the process? So when I started Do Not Pay, I started it by accident. I thought this is a really fun side project to help my friends. I could never have imagined that it would go viral and people, everyone hates parking tickets. Mm -hmm. And so it was only then that I began to think maybe this can be a company. 
And I had, I'm a first time founder and I thought I want the most experienced investors to help me build that. Mm -hmm. And so I went out and pitched a lot of these firms and I'm lucky How that a few said them yes. at first? Um, well, actually, um, Twitter. Twitter is the best tool. It's amazing that it's free. Mm -hmm. I follow a lot of investors on Twitter and um, it's really a great tool. Uh -huh. Much better than LinkedIn or email. How much followers did you have back in time when you were DMing those uh, or reaching the, those investors? Maybe just like 800 followers. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Oh. So when I first started, what'd you say? Like, did you like just DM to like Mark Andreessen and say, hey, like I'm doing something like this? Well, no, I think that I was lucky that um, Stanford is like in the Silicon Valley bubble. And so mm -hmm. there are oftentimes on campus as well. So it wasn't all Twitter, but um, everyone is very accessible on the Internet. There's this big misconception that um, you have to get this warm introduction or something like that. I think that even the most famous and top VCs, if you uh, connect with them in the right way, they, they won't mind talking to you, especially if you mm -hmm. are just humble and want to learn from them. Yeah, right. So how did you decide the funding amounts of, like, did you process a financial document or say, like, we need 18 months of runway or how, how did it, like, came up? So um, Do Not Pay um, has um, hundreds of products that we want to build. We want to help people appeal property taxes. We're not even doing that now. All of this sorts of stuff. And having the products and engineering resources to do that is very important. And having that option is also important. So we decided to raise a larger than normal seed round. Great. So Felicis led the round, right? That's right. F from Felicis? Uh, did I do led the round? Or? Uh, no, Nikki. He's Nikki. amazing. Okay. okay, cool. So last but not least, what's next for you? And do not pay. For upcoming, let's say five, ten years of like from now, do not pay will be the large company that keeps other large companies in check. Hopefully, as a consumer union and an automated robot lawyer, I think everyone in America and one day everyone in the world were already live in the UK should be subscribers of mm -hmm. Do Not Pay, and they should be paying us directly with a direct business model. Great. So, how do you see early stage companies? scaling challenges just because there are like lots of information advice out there and as we like chatting before we were talking about everyone says that you need to focus on a particular product in the market that solves just a niche problems but do not be does the exact opposite right so what did you see the secret there so i think every company is different and if you look at generic advice online um of course it doesn't apply in every case and one of the biggest examples for Do Not Pay is I think we decided very early on to go horizontal. So we wanted to do multiple use cases, help people with tickets, airlines, mm -hmm. bank fees. Um, and the typical advice is you need to focus on that one thing and then you scale it. But the problem is the average person in America only gets parking ticket once a year. How can you build a subscription business on that? Or how, how can you even get the person mm -hmm. to remember the name of your company? And Do Not Pay seems like an obvious idea. We have Airbnb for hotels, Uber for ride sharing, but there's no app that fights for your rights. It seems like it should already be done. And I think the reason it hasn't already been done is because companies in the past have only been trying these one or two things at a time, and they haven't broken out because of that. In the past, there was a company called Fixed, which helped people in San Francisco with their parking tickets, eventually shut down. There's another company that helps with airline delay refunds, but mm -hmm. all of these things, they're not top of mind. For Do Not Pay, my aim is to get people to check Do Not Pay once a week and eventually once a day. And the mm -hmm. only way you do that is go across their life. Great. So 
for now, the services are focused on the legal features, right? So is there will be any verticals like, let's say, I do not want to pay for my dinner, let's say. You, you want to try to move across those verticals or you're going to stay in the legal side? So anything that's consumer rights is fair game. We offer a lot, lot of non-legal features. My favorite is something we call skip waiting on hold. So yeah, can, yeah, yeah, I've seen that. That's great. Yeah. yeah. Uh -huh. So you can type in the name of any company and a bot phones them up, waits on hold for you. And then only when the agent comes on the line, does it give the call to you and you can wow. pick up the phone. And so that's the perfect example of something that's consumer rights, but not necessarily the law. Mm -hmm. What's the technical uh, process? Just because like, if you think that one at a time, there will be like 100 people calling for just the same customer service. Yeah. Is there will be any problem as it scales to a million people, let's say? Well, the good news is uh, no. Um, everyone just, uh, it calls up the company and we can do a million calls at once. It's very mm. scalable technology. And you don't have to wait on hold. So you can just relax, mm -hmm. work on your day, and then you'll get the call from the company. So obviously, if a million people are phoning up the same company, then the company has some serious problems. <laughs> <laughs> we should probably be suing them as well. Yeah, yeah. all right. So that was a great chat, yeah. Jazz. Thanks for coming to the pod. Thank you so much. Yeah, so we came to the end of this episode of 4 and 5 Stories. You can follow Josh on Twitter at jbrother1 and you can visit donapay.com and explore the features. Thank you for watching. See you on the next episode.